This is a place where together we can navigate through life's ups and downs with all of the vulnerability, compassion, and openness that we can muster, celebrating our bravery in all of it. Along with the help of guests from all walks of life, we'll discover new truths while doing some unlearning, and we'll gain valuable tools for becoming who we already are, while also uncovering our divine gifts. I'm Jade Bryce, and I'm so thankful that you're here. All right, so I'm currently on the island of Crete in Greece with a lovely group of women that I've never met until arriving here. And I'm laying here nude by the pool that faces the Eastern Mediterranean Sea with the Crete Mountains behind me. And I'm just overwhelmed with gratitude. I am so thankful for the work that I've done around healing sisterhood wounds, y'all. Because although I had never met the women I'm staying with here, I didn't have one thought of, I wonder if they'll like me. I wonder if I'll like them. I wonder if they'll be nice. I wonder if I'll feel or be awkward or any other thoughts of social anxiety of being around a group of women I'd never met. All I felt was excitement and pleasure. Sisterhood wound healings is a big passion of mine and one that I will have a retreat on before the end of the year. So make sure you're signed up for my newsletter at jade-bryce.com if you want in on that. But I'm just so thankful for that work. And I'm so thankful for the incredible women in my life that have played such huge roles in my life by how they've lovingly communicated with me, how they've tenderly held me, how they've compassionately challenged me, all in integrity while continually pointing me to the remembrance of the goddess within me. Mm, Thank you. I arrived and the women ran up and hugged me as if we'd already met and we've been dancing and we've been laughing and we've been crying and we've been swimming and shopping and co-working. And this morning when I woke up, I realized that I didn't have any PJs or a robe to slip on to go grab coffee. I knew being naked around the house was fine. We're all sex coaches here, but I wasn't sure if in the kitchen was okay. So I tiptoed in and what did I find? A naked redheaded beauty greeting me with a breakfast plate. She wrapped her arms around me to tell me how happy she was that I slept so well. And man, I love when women are this comfortable with themselves and with each other, no matter the size, the body hair, the age, whatever. Y'all, it is so fucking healing. And it's so healing for us to be around women also who praise and love each other. This is for men too, but women, let's just praise and worship each other. Okay, so I got here knowing that I needed to air a solo cast since I didn't have any guest recordings logged. I took my kids on an eight-day spring break to California to stay with some of my bestest friends, and I got behind on things, and I was like, all right, I guess it's time to record the uncoupling episode. But then this morning in my pleasure practice with the Crete Mountains and the Mediterranean Sea surrounding me in the midst of so much pleasure in my practice, Lakshmi came through so strong. And it was so clear that it's what I was to record on about the beauty and the magic of Lakshmi. I am so in love with her, y'all. I felt her energy and that she wanted to be shared. I also felt the Lakshmi in me. 
tantric tradition when working with deities is not just to work with the deity, but to merge with the deity. And I feel merged with her. I had three intentions in coming to Crete. So Greece has always been a huge bucket list, always in my life. When people say, where, where do you want to go next? Because I've backpacked 30 countries. When they say, where do you want to go next? I always say Greece, Egypt, and India. So Greece has always been on the list. And I'm a Sagittarius. So if I'm going through a breakup, it's likely I'm also booking a trip. But I also thought, oh, I'm a single mom again. Is this, is this responsible of me? And I told myself, as long as I stayed true to my intentions, it's, it's worth it to go. Also, I want to clarify, I didn't have to deserve Greece or a pleasurable trip. I deserve this, even if I do not work here. But to just justify the cost, I told myself three things. One, I would create so much content. I have so much that I want to say, but nothing to actually post as far as content. And the fucking al- uh, algorithm on Instagram is so picky. And so Crete being the most abundant and feminine place, which is my work. So I knew I'd grab a ton of content here. That was one, like grab a bunch of content. Second, I would write the first chapter of my book here. This woman, me, who was a homeless teenager, sleeping on benches, not sure I'd finish high school or even live past 30, is writing her first book at 38 on an island in Greece. And the beauty of that puts my whole body in chills. I would have never, ever thought, y'all. And it's just so beautiful. And lastly, thirdly, I would have some sort of breakthrough in my uncoupling. I'll say way more on that in that episode. But for now, on day one of this trip, in my pleasure practice, I felt Lakshmi show up and stay within me. Imagine your lover looking in your eyes and knowing that within you is Mary Magdalene, that within you is Lakshmi, and that he's making love to you knowing that, that you are every goddess and you hold each of them within you, that you are goddess energy herself. And for him to know that as he makes love to you and you to see that recognition in his eyes and to feel that he doesn't fear it in you. Oh, that he celebrates it in you. That you both know that in making love to each other, you are also worshiping God and goddess. And I felt a wave of what that would feel like from a partner, that expansiveness. And instead of romanticizing the past, which has been my struggle since the uncoupling, I felt the future right here in my present In that moment, I felt what that would feel like. And whenever I have these moments, I can feel my partner here, whoever he is, and I know what he feels like already. And it's incredible. This gift feels so much from Lakshmi, the goddess of abundance, the goddess of romance. And so hand to heart, I exclaimed, yes, let's do a solo cast on Lakshmi Ma. (laughs) Also, I asked my sister's circle, um, not the one here, but the one back in town uh, where I live, if we could do the rituals that I will share at the end of this episode. So I'm going to talk about Lakshmi, and then I'm going to share some questions you can ask. I'm going to share a written exercise, and then I'm going to share some ways you can uh, connect to Lakshmi in your own life. And I asked my sister circle back in Austin, can, can we do this? 
it feels appropriate because it's our first spring circle. And they excitedly said yes. And I, I thought, you know what? Let me look up when Diwali is because that's the Lakshmi Festival in India. And guess what, you guys? It's not in spring. Well, it's not in our spring. It's not now. It's in November. And guess what? That's while I'm there. I'm going to study in India in November under, under Andrew Harvey, uh, which is, it's going to be a blend of Hindu mysticism, sacred activism, and esoteric Christian mysticism. It's a blend of all of it. And I'm so freaking excited. And it's during Diwali. And this felt like a big wink from Lakshmi herself. <laughs> I constantly feel her winks and her kisses on the forehead. And it's the most expansive feeling. Okay, so most of what I'm sharing here, as far as um, uh, Lakshmi, well, all of it, the rest of this episode, basically, is from the book by Sally Kempton called Awakening Shakti, which is an in-depth exploration of the goddesses. And she goes over many goddesses, and they're all incredible. But I'll just be sharing about Lakshmi. If you feel drawn to the wisdom, I highly recommend that book. She talks about how the goddess is now warring out of her hiding places and that the divine feminine is misunderstood and women have lost touch with their inner Shakti. She teaches that the feminine divine has a thousand names and a thousand moods, but when she chooses to show up for you, she very often shows up as ecstasy. And this I think is why it's in my pleasure practice that I connect so deeply to this because it is my place of ecstasy. So she shares that the Hindu tradition is that although Shakti is formless, Shakti is like the feminine divine energy within us, although it's formless, she takes forms as gods and goddesses that make up the different energies and personifications that make up the multiple dimensions of consciousness and our existence and the multiplicity of the same same goddess under different names gives us the ability to choose our own gateways into the luscious field of goddess energy. That's how I feel religions all are. They're all different gateways into the luscious field of God and goddess. And that's what I love about Tantra is that it's non-dual and it's the belief that they're all, they're all leading us to the same place, right? It's non-dual. There's no wrong path. So I've had people warn me against chanting or studying or invoking these goddess energies One, because they're like, you don't really know what you're working with here. There's trickster energies that could show up in disguise of Lakshmi. Be careful. And to that, I say, fuck no. First of all, like attracts like. In my body, I'm not living in fear. I'm living in love. And I am not attracting a trickster energy. That is my, everything in my body says no to that. Nope, not available for it. So I'm not worried about that. Yeah, maybe if you're living in fear and you struggle with fear, um, use some boundaries, use some protective energy, put yourself in um, in a very protective like space. Sure, use all of that stuff. But for me, um, something, you know, it was not only that, but it was also that um, I knew that as even as I read this book, I was coming again up against my own programming. Um, they felt like religious programming for me. I was taught to only ever pray to Jesus. I asked my amazing pastor about this, uh, Jason Morris from Austin, New Church. He's freaking amazing. I'm going to have him on the show. I've already had him on once, but I'm going to have him on again. Um, And I asked him about this resistance that I was feeling like, hey, like, 
I've always been called to this and to these, these chants. And now I'm really working with the energy itself and I'm coming up against some resistance and, and, you know, like the Bible says one thing, like what, what are your thoughts? And he said, these energies are all aspects of the same thing. Essentially your resistance sounds like the built-in programming from fragile Christianity and any wholehearted pursuit will take you all the way home. Any wholehearted pursuit will take you all the way home. You only know wholehearted. So I worry zero about you. My pastor sounds a little tantric, don't you think? It is so incredibly healing to have a pastor like him. Mm, To sit in church and have messages like that spoken has been one of the most healing things for my religious wounding. It was one thing to dive into it and heal it on my own, but to receive from a pastor. Oh, y'all. So good. You can listen to him on Facebook Live or Spotify or iTunes as well. Just look up Austin New Church. So good. All right. And to me, these gods, goddesses, and deities are all like archetypes that we can tap into. So if you don't like thinking about it in that way, you can think of them as archetypes, like the king, warrior, magician, and lover, right? Or what Jung would call psychological archetypes. They are each a very unique vortex of energy. And Sally talks about how, Sally Kimpton, the writer of Awakening Shakti, talks about how they they personify energies that we may have never thought to invoke in ourselves or the world. And that above all, you can dance with their energies. I know when I read the part on Durga, I was like, wow, I have a lot of Durga's fucking shadows. And it's interesting to walk about my life and notice like, oh, that's some shadow Durga energy. Okay, what's the light part of Durga? All right, let me transmute that. And so it's a really, it's really cool when you, when you use it in that way as well. My work with people has a theme of dissolving shame and feeling worthy of pleasure, which is so very Lakshmi. Most of my money in my life has also come from my image, which has been a gift of Lakshmi in multiple ways throughout my life. And before I saw it as that, I actually resented it. Now I'm so thankful for it all. And I see it all as Lakshmi abundance and blessing. I truly believe that these deity meditations can transform us and that they can activate certain qualities in our life and in our psyche. Also, I want to speak to cultural appropriation really quick because this work isn't necessarily from my culture. I'm 3% Congolese, 17% Aztec, 80% French. And I love all of those cultures and I love all of the tools and um, wisdoms from them. And when it comes to this culture, Indian culture, we, you know, it's interesting. We now see images of the goddesses everywhere. We see Ganesh everywhere. And yes, in one perspective, this is how consumer cultural com- consumer culture commodifies sacred imagery. But from a very beautiful perspective, it's a sign of the goddesses coming to reach us showing their faces. And I feel this way about the trend of Mary Magdalene. I don't roll my eyes and be like, oh, it's so trendy. Everyone's talking about Mary Magdalene now. I'm like, yes, she's showing her face. I love it. Ah, people are feeling her energy. They're tapping into it. No matter how it comes, I'm just stoked about it. But also when it comes to cultural appropriation, the intention in Tantra and in Indian culture was for it to spread and impact other cultures. It's it's why yoga spread to the West. And think about what yoga did, right? And while knowing that, we can still hold it with humility 
knowing our privilege and consistently listening and seeking to understand with a humility that it's not my native culture and that I'm honored to be able to practice it, learn it and share it. And while my 23andMe says I'm Aztec, French, and Congolese, and I love all of those parts of my ancestry, I feel deeply, deeply connected to Asian and Indian cultures and teachings and feel that it's in my DNA from previous lifetimes or from, I don't know, it's in there. I can feel it. And even then, I hold and say that with reverence and humility. While there are many indigenous traditions here in the U.S. that actually do not wish to be spread beyond their culture and ethnicity, So it's always important to look at whether a tradition wants to be spread. And so while we want to be careful of misappropriation of some cultures, this wisdom was intended to spread. It wanted to. And that doesn't give us a license to do what we want with it. We still hold that it wants to be studied within its tradition and with reverence. But I wanted to make sure to to say that before sharing about Lakshmi and and this culture. All right. So... um, Again, most uh, all of this is from Sally Kempton's book, Awakening Shakti. So Sally encourages in the book to befriend the deities that you sense in yourself, the ones that you are drawn to, but also the ones that you are scared of. And I feel very, very drawn to Lakshmi. So I'll share here what she teaches on Lakshmi, as well as some meditations you can do to connect with her. Okay, so you might see Lakshmi in a blossoming fruit tree in a golden bracelet, in a vogue spread, or in the glow of health in your own face. You might see her in your own life through prosperity and success, but her shadow side might appear as an addiction to shopping or an addiction to sweets, your fear of failure, or an obsession with your image. But even the shadow sides can teach you. She is the goddess of abundance and good fortune the bestower of intelligence and success, the giver of worldly enjoyment and liberation, of fame and prosperity, of heartfelt self-worth. Life is good, is one of her mantras. Or what me and my kids like to say every morning, holy moly, we're alive. It could have been nothing, but it's this. That's a Lakshmi mantra. Life is good. Her energy is most accessible through the senses. Makes sense why my erotic blueprint is sensual. You can see her in the trees and hear her in the birds. She is Mozart, chocolate mousse, satin sheets. She is renewal and sweetness. She is discernment of what is good. She is the Shakti of wealth, success, romantic attraction, artistic accomplishments, and good taste. She is designer clothes and beautiful women. She is money. She liberates us from shadow emotions around money like fear and greed. She is the principle of giving and receiving, of honoring wealth and sharing bounty in the right way. Not too little, not too much. And you can honor your wealth as her material form. Her shadows are attachment to material goods, compulsive consumerism, painful cosmetic enhancements, forgetting that money is only one type of currency. I just wanted to pause after that because it's really important. Forgetting money is only one type of currency. What we really crave is not more stuff, but an inner abundance of beauty. So here are some questions you can ask around Lakshmi. What is my current relationship with the Lakshmi energy? The divine feminine power of abundance, beauty, harmony, and balance. 
In what ways do I experience abundance? What do I experience as beautiful in myself, in the world around me, and in others? So Lakshmi tradition teaches that the good fortune of a family actually depends on the wife. Ancient texts state that when a man has an auspicious woman in his home, his life would be successful and prosperous. A Lakshmi woman is receptive and not aggressive. She wants to be desired and is willing to be possessed. She's radiant. She has a glow and light around her that's a powerful magnetism. It's the Lakshmi glow. I found it interesting to read that she might flirt with the surfer, but she marries the lawyer who can keep her in fancy shoes, or she becomes the lawyer. There are two faces of Lakshmi. So Vishnu Lakshmi embodies fidelity, integrity, and virtue. Vishnu Lakshmi, fidelity, integrity, and virtue. Mm. Raja Lakshmi is fickle. Here today, gone tomorrow. She can be destructive for anyone who tries to hold her. Those who have Raja Lakshmi can lose themselves in becoming the object of desire, eating the projections that often are given to beautiful women, giving away power for validation. Whereas Vishnu Lakshmi offers the lasting success of integrity and relational love. She is the goddess of relationship. She nourishes and lubricates relationships of all kinds. Empathy is the quality that nourishes relationships, and it's the gift of Lakshmi. She massages her husband's feet. She is the goddess of generosity. I also found it so interesting what Sally shares about how the Lakshmi festival begins with a very thorough house cleaning, and it's thought that only when there is not a speckle of dust is Lakshmi able to be welcomed into the space, and that she actually does not enter a dirty house. In one tale, a couple had been devoted to her for years, but their house was so dirty that she couldn't enter. She didn't have a place to lay her gift. So cleaning your house with intention is also a way to clean your heart and invite in Lakshmi. The state of your room is also the state of your mind, is a Lakshmi mantra. She shares that washing dishes and cleaning floors is one of the most effective ways to dissolve anger. And studies show that when residents clean up the graffiti on the streets, crime rates go down. Cleaning your surrounding is like a Lakshmi shower. She gives an important warning that you cannot quit your job and just expect Lakshmi to take care of your life. She does not shower material wealth on someone who doesn't do something to earn it or to you know, to, to, you still have to work for it. Lakshmi appears in our life as whatever we value. This can manifest as external gifts or inner qualities. You experience the energy of the goddess at whatever level of consciousness you are able to access at any moment. This part really is what Lakshmi feels like in my body. She gives the feeling of being embraced from the inside and the simple feeling of well-being and peace. She is the endless abundance of love and protection. To the lovers of Lakshmi, good fortune is like a flower in the palm of your hand. Lakshmi, goddess of good fortune, wealth, love, fertility, and royal authority. Another name for her is auspiciousness, lotus-like. You can recognize her in lush gardens, 
in beautiful summer skies and blue waters, the Hawaii island of Maui, the island of Crete, jewels and gold, precious fabrics like silk and cashmere, Manhattan neighborhoods like Fifth Avenue, London's Bridge, Bel Air, Capri, designer clothes and beautiful people, Mozart. And of course, there's beauty in all people. Invoke her for abundance, gratitude, skill in any form, good health, attracting a desirable and loving mate, inner radiance, graceful authority, harmony and friendships, pleasure and happiness. Okay, so a little written exercise for you, and then I will share a couple meditations that you can do. You can either pause and go along, or you can do them as you hear them. All right, so questions to ask. And you can write these down, put them in your notes, on your phone, whatever you'd like. What would you like to receive more of right now? So for me, I wrote down a stress-free abundance of finances that stays. But when I say stay, I mean, it's a river, not a reservoir. It's flowing in and out, but it's always there. Success when it comes to this podcast and to coaching It would really help if y'all would leave a review. That would be some Lakshmi energy from you. (laughs) The deepest, yummiest, romantic love with a conscious, handsome, wealthy king emperor. Mm -hmm. Harmony in my mothering. To travel the world, I want to go to Egypt too. Well-spoken wisdom for my book, for this podcast, for my programs. That's what I would like to receive more of right now. So what would you like to receive more of? And then you choose the three most important gifts that you'd like to receive out of that. So you choose the three most important. So my three most important are a stress-free abundance of finances that stays as a river, the deepest, yummiest, romantic love with a conscious, handsome, wealthy, king, emperor. And the third is harmony in my mothering. So those are my three most important. And then, and again, you can pause this and fill this out or you can come back and do it later. But for each gift, you answer the following questions. Why do I want this? How would I benefit from it? How would others benefit from it? In what ways am I blocking myself from receiving more in this area of my life? So why do I want this? How would I benefit from it? How would others benefit from it? In what ways am I blocking myself from receiving more in this area of my life? And that's for each of those three desires. Okay, and then last, how can you offer a gift or a blessing in exchange for what you want to receive? How can you literally or symbolically help someone else receive the exact gift that you desire maybe? What would that offering look like? Be as extravagant as you can in this imagination because the goal of tantric deity practice is not just to honor the goddess or even to attract her blessings. The real purpose is to internalize the energetic qualities of the deity and to become her in human form. So to download her qualities into your being, enact generosity, balance, and carefulness. Ask yourself, how would Lakshmi enter this room? How would she speak? How would she behave in this moment? 
How does she eat? How does she handle her money? I love asking that question. How would Lakshmi enter this room? How would she speak? How would she behave in this moment? I love those questions. Her mantra is Shreem. Shreem. If you recite the mantra with the feeling that the mantra is truly the sound form of the goddess, it will powerfully affect your own energy body and give you a powerful feeling of the goddess within you. So you can simply breathe in and out the mantra. Shreem. So here is a meditation you can do. So you chant Shreem silently to yourself. You repeat it silently with each inhalation. And imagine installing the felt sense of Lakshmi in your body. Now call to mind the quality of radiance. How does it look? How does it feel in your body? What does radiance feel like? Imagine that she, as the form of a radiant golden light, is in your feet. Sense your feet and your calves filled with radiance. Golden and sweet. And then into your thighs. Feel her abundance and the lower organs of the body. And then your spine and your stomach. Your lungs and your heart. Your shoulders and your arms. Your neck and your face. Notice the sensations of a radiant body. And then your mind glowing with this radiance. Now imagine yourself moving through the world as Lakshmi. Giving gifts, bestowing blessings by your presence. How do you show up in the world? How do you walk? How do you eat? How do you speak to people? Consider someone who is in need of money or healing. Imagine that you have the power to give them what they need. And stretch out your hands and imagine your hands emanate golden light. And that light shines into that person and gives them love and good fortune and abundance. Decide on a physical task that you can perform that embodies Lakshmi's energy. Cooking a meal or a donation. And decide today that you will go through your life with the sense that you carry radiance that bestows goodness with just your presence. Bless the chair that you sit in, the clothes that you wear, the doorstep you walk over, the car you drive, the person that comes to your mind, and yourself. 
make the intention to bless everyone you meet. Silently bless them with abundance, with successful love and health, with whatever you sense they need. Give blessings with the recognition that you yourself embody the Lakshmi Shakti. When you are having a hard time with someone, offer them a silent blessing. Though she answers prayers, her gifts won't stay with you unless you practice embodying her qualities of generosity, loving kindness, balance, carefulness, gratitude, unselfishness, discipline, cleanliness, and order. Lakshmi does not stay where love and beauty are not willing to be born. Are you willing to allow love and beauty to be born? Be watchful for jealousy, greed, and lack of gratitude. She is the Shakti of sustenance. And so one attitude for honoring her is to practice sustaining the abundance that you have already. Find the balance between carefulness and generosity, between trusting abundance and taking care of what you have. Knowing that the universe is always ready to offer support, live without fear and generously, while at the same time, take care of budget and conserve water and energy, maintaining ecological balance in all of its forms. Pay your bills on time, keep down your debt, maintain a savings account, even keep your money in your wallet tidy. Don't misuse it. Worship your money as Lakshmi. All right, here is a ritual for worshiping your money as Lakshmi. So you're likely not ready to do this because you probably don't have the tools, but I'm going to share it. You can either write down some little notes or you can come back and listen to it later. Um, I would stay on because there's like some more to share after this, but here's a ritual. So you'll gather some flowers. It's also pretty easy to remember. So you'll gather some flowers or petals, a cup of water, some candles and a candle holder a beautiful tray or a dish, and then all of your money things, your wallet, your cash, your cards, and some bank statements. If you still have bank statements, whatever. You can, maybe a paycheck, whatever you want to do. And then sit somewhere comfortable. Take the money out of your wallet and put it on the tray or dish. And make sure to include some coins because they have more value than paper. And the rest of your financial stuff. So set it all out on the dish. And then you light the candle. And you sprinkle just a few drops of water, just a few, over each of the items. And you recite nine times. Om Shreem Lakshmi Dayonamaha. Om Shreem Lakshmi Dayonamaha. Which translates to... Om, I honor the auspicious goddess of abundance. Then place the flowers one by one on or beside the items and say, I offer these flowers to Lakshmi, the goddess of abundance. Sit with your eyes closed for a few minutes, recognizing the symbols of your wealth as symbols of Lakshmi. And to close, donate as much as you feel is appropriate to a worthy charitable cause. If you don't know of any, My three favorites are Memphis Rocks, R-O-X, which is my best friend's. It's a rock climbing gym that does not charge admission. It gets kids off the street. It gives them community. It gives them love. It's an amazing place. It's hard to measure what goes on there on paper, but it is incredible. So that's Memphis Rocks. They solely thrive on donations, solely um, survive on donations. 
Another one is St. Jude's, which his father started. And a third one is um, Our Rescue, O-U-R Rescue, and that rescues children from sex trafficking. So those are my three favorites. And then notice the inner effect of this ritual after you do that closing. And repeat that ritual whenever you feel drawn to do so. You can also do the Lakshmi Shower of Gold. So in your mind, open a doorway to a lush tropical garden and the walls of the garden draped in jasmine and close the door behind you completely, creating a secret private world full of sunshine and shade. The temperature in the garden is perfect. You walk barefoot down a path carpeted in moss and you find yourself in front of an outdoor shower set in the trees. Your clothes are peeled from your body with invisible hands. And as you step into the shower, you feel its water streaming in gold and silver light, liquid light that flows over your body, washing away the dust of your life, the memory of your hesitancies, your karmic choices, they all melt away in the sacred stream of light water. You are being bathed by Lakshmi's radiance. And where her water touches your body, it becomes a golden, radiant glow. Let yourself open up to the stream of Lakshmi's light, which cleanses and rejuvenates your mind as it cleanses and rejuvenates your body. And I'll share one more. So to invoke her, you can seat yourself in an upright, comfortable posture. I love sharing these, even though it was such a small um, portion about learning about her, because so much of deity practice, so much of Tantra is a whisper of discover for yourself. Discover for yourself. So I can share all of this stuff, but when you feel her for yourself, you'll, you'll already know. So seat yourself in an upright, comfortable posture and feel that she is present within your heart. Hmm. Lakshmi often has in visuals, long black curly hair, big almond shaped eyes. She wears a red sari. She wears a gold crown, gold jewelry. She usually has a lotus in her hand and she's beautiful and she's radiant. lots of gold and red and pink. Imagine that she is seated on a pink lotus. She has golden skin and lustrous dark hair. Her large almond-shaped eyes are filled with love as she looks at you. She wears golden necklaces and bracelets. She has on that sari. You can picture it pink or rose and that it's silk. One hand is raised in a gesture, dispelling fear. The other drips and golden coins which fall as blessings straight into your heart. And you can begin to repeat one of her mantras from before or another Lakshmi mantra that you know or the one I'll share here in a second while having the sense that you are dropping them like flowers into your heart. These words. Oh. Shri 
Lakshmi Namaha Om Shreem Mahalakshmi Namaha Om Shreem Mahalakshmi Namaha And that means my salutations to the great Lakshmi. And the tradition would be for you to repeat it 108 times. There are plenty of YouTube videos that chant 108 times so that it's you don't have to count. You just type in Lakshmi, Lakshmi Mantra 108 times. Or you, if you have mala beads, there's 108 mala beads for that purpose. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lakshmi Ma. Thank you for your beauty for your wisdom, for your intelligence, your creativity. Hmm. Hmm. If you, like I said, most of this is from Sally Kempton's book, Awakening Shakti, at least the portions about um, Lakshmi herself and the rituals. Um, If you felt drawn to this, I highly recommend that you pick up her book or get the Audible because she goes into all the other goddesses and it's incredible. Uh, The first goddess of Durga right after after Lakshmi is Kali. And what I liked, what, what I enjoyed was spending two weeks with each goddess and really, really getting to know and doing the practices. Hmm, yeah. All right, you guys. So my next episode... I will also record here and I'm really excited about it. It'll be a solo cast. And then after that, I have on a co-parenting expert, uh, Jay Skibbins. And I would love for you to send in your co-parenting questions. I have a shit ton. So there's that. And then I have on Allison Armstrong from the Queen's Code and Mark Gaffney from the Erotic and the Holy. So send in any questions that you have. If you haven't left a review, it would mean so much. If you have someone that you think would benefit from this episode, if they crossed your mind while you heard it, send it along and uh, I'll thank the affiliates super quick. So there's my course um, and all of my stuff on jade-brice.com, my women's program. I have a men's program coming out soon. My one-on-one coaching. Again, my work is all about dispelling shame and uh, feeling worthy of pleasure. And then there's the Gene Keys course. All of this is in the show notes of this episode. You just swipe up and it should take you to the show notes. But um, besides my course, there's also Gene Keys will be in the link. And that's uh, spelled with a G, G G-E-N-E keys.com. And the link is in there, but it's genekeys.com slash or forward slash the dash dream dash A-R-C forward slash R-E-F forward slash 1707 forward slash. Please just go to the link in the show notes because I know that's hard. Um, But that will take you to a Dream Keys link about how to use your dreams for realization. And it's incredible. And it'll tell you what animals mean in your dreams, what what symbols mean in your dreams. But if you use that link to sign up for anything, whether it's his course on prosperity or love or shadow work, whatever, I get a small portion. And that would mean so much to me, y'all, because it's, it's one way to support the show and to make the show monetized. Okay, and then the best toys for sex at dameproducts.com, code Jade gets 15% off. One thing I did not forget to pack here to uh, Greece is my clit sucker, the Air, A-E-R. It's a, um, it 
it's what it sounds like. It's the clit sucker. Well, that's what I call it. They call it the air, A-E-R. But I love to use it and pair it with my pleasure wand or my yoni egg. I speak my intention into my wand or my egg. I insert those. Those are from wands, W-A-A-N-D-S.com. Code Jade gets you a discount there as well. I also teach women how to use them. Um, but I speak my intention into my tools. I insert them in and then I feel the intention in my body. And when I'm ready, I use my clit sucker and I bring pleasure in and it's an incredible experience. And I, there's, I have so much to say here. Um, but if you have more questions, work with me one-on-one or send me an, an email or a Instagram message. All right. And then lastly, higher dose infrared products code Jade 75 gets you $75 off. I love their infrared face mask, their bioenergy mat, and their sauna blanket. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and being on this journey with me. It would mean so much, again, if you'd leave that review, share an episode with a friend, share this to your story, anything to your story, and tag me. Oh, y'all, that it makes my day. It, it really does. It makes my day when someone posts it to their story. Because I'm like, wow, they loved it that much. <sighs> you can also join me on Instagram at Untamed and Unshamed Podcast. As always, be a light, stay open, and remember, you belong here. But we got what it takes for the cycle to break. Revolution lives in me. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.